We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Thank you for tuning in today to Let's Talk Portland, Intercom Radio Portland's weekly public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. During this time of pandemic and uncertainty, we all may be experiencing some anxiety, depression, or other mental health issues. On this weekend's show, we're going to take a look at mental health and offer some ways to help. On the show this time, I would like to welcome Dr. Joe Romko. Dr. Joe Romko is the VP of Operations at Western Psychological and Counseling Services. Hello there, doctor. How are you? Good. I'm very good. Thank you. I'm really glad to be here. Oh, good. Well, I first want to, I like to check in with my guests, make sure they're doing okay. How are you and your family and friends doing during this pandemic? Well, thanks for asking. Uh, we're doing really well. Uh, it's been an interesting time for sure and a lot of adjustments, but we're doing very well. Thank you. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. Um, let's talk about Western Psychological and Counseling Services. Tell me about it. Yeah, you bet. Uh, Western Psychological, we uh, promote positive outcomes for people who are dealing with mental health and substance use issues. Um, We really focus on bringing actual changes to people's actual lives uh, through uh, psychotherapy um, and uh, behavioral health interventions on an outpatient level. We uh, have 16 locations across the Portland uh, metropolitan area, Um, Hillsborough to Gresham, uh, Vancouver to Tualatin, as well as Gladstone, Tigard, Beaverton, Southeast Portland, Northeast Portland, Sounds like you're everywhere. Yeah, we're around. That's good. Because <laughs> I would imagine your services are greatly needed right now. Yeah, they sure are. Um, it's an interesting time in that um, uh, we are um, seeing that people are having um, a, a special needs that are coming from this pandemic. Um, interestingly, we have a lot of people who are holding back or initiating and starting services with us. Uh, and the people who are already in services with us are continuing with those services and finding them very helpful as they adjust to this, uh, to this difficult time. Well, how has the pandemic and, and the social distancing or physical distancing, as some people like to call it, how has it affected people's mental health? Yeah, and I, I like that you said uh, that's what some people are calling it, because uh, I'll say the social distancing thing right off. I, I wish we would have picked, I understand why we call it social distancing, but I wish they would have, we would have called it physical distancing, because that's really what we're trying to do is, distance ourselves so that we don't spread uh, a virus. But uh, by using the term social distancing, I think, unfortunately, sometimes people feel like that means we need to be socially distant from other people. And that's had a lot of effects on people. Um, We're seeing it from even if you just take a mental health perspective. um, If you're somebody who has, for example, anxiety uh, is something that you struggle with, then 
you're going to have uh, a lot of anxiety right now around either getting or spreading the uh, virus. Uh, if you deal with depression, there are a lot of losses that are going on right now uh, due to social isolation or you know, limitations in what people are able to do or maybe even a job loss. And loss is a, a challenge uh, when you have depression. If you have OCD, um, germ and contamination issues, those are going to be really forefront right now. If you have schizophrenia, um, even in the best of times with schizophrenia, it can be challenged and it, uh, the supports are not always adequate, but even now that's even more of a, of a uh, challenge. Uh, for people with ADHD, um, people can feel confined and hemmed in you know, during this time, and so that can really affect people. And then there's PTSD, uh, trauma issues, uh, all the things that people are experiencing right now in terms of uh, the limitations and the risks um, and the emotions that people are dealing with. They can, that can trigger uh, trauma symptoms or make it hard to address those. And then um, if you look at substance use issues, uh, those don't stop during a pandemic, um, and in some ways they may be worse. We don't have really good data on that yet, but that's what people are suggesting and, and expecting. Uh, for us, alcohol, that's the number one issue that we uh, deal with at Western Psychological, followed closely by marijuana. Those are the two biggest ones. But even if you look at methamphetamine, uh, heroin, some of these other uh, drugs, they might in some ways be harder to access right now. Uh, but at the same time, the, those issues, there's issues that continue with those. Yeah, I wondered so, about, about the harder drugs that they may just not be available right now. Yes, yes, exactly. So what we're finding is that people then uh, turn to alcohol or marijuana. So, um, or they have to be sort of more putting themselves more in harm's way in order to access those. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, that the the liquor stores and the and the marijuana dispensaries were considered essential businesses. Yeah. Yes, that's right. That's right. In a funny way, they were. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's interesting, and and can have a, a detrimental effect on some people. Yeah. And then there, and then you know, I was just talking there about sort of sort of from a mental health conditions perspective, but then if you look at everybody in general, um, I was just reading that the uh, surveys of overall happiness. Um, normally, when you ask, about 30% of people describe themselves as very happy. And right now, it's about 14%. And it's the lowest that that's ever been um, since they've been doing it for, I don't know, like 40 years they've been doing that uh, survey. So, you know, we're, we're seeing a broader um, uh, effects um, due to the isolation and the limits. And So that's I saw that statistic you were just talking about uh, that uh – like normally 30 to 31% of people say they're very happy and now it's down to about 14%. Um, that's unusual and, and kind of, it's, it's, it's a, a sad statistic, but is that unexpected? It seems like, yeah, of course people are going to be less happy now. Yeah, I would agree that it's not unexpected. Um, when you look at what's happening, I think we really underestimate as human beings how important social interaction is. And we've really been asked to pull back significantly in the way we interact with each other. And that has to have effects on people's happiness. So, yeah, it's, it's dramatic and yet not unexpected. I mean, we should point out that there is a small number of people, uh, the introverts and the people who kind of like a slower pace of life. Those people are sort of saying, you know, this kind of works for me. <laughs> but yeah. that's a small group. That's a small group. Overall, most of us really... Um, 
you know, need uh, a lot of social interaction. And we're just not allowed to do what we normally would be doing in that way. It's kind of surprising how when you're unable to give somebody a hug, whether it's a family member or a friend or, uh, and you can't do that right now, it's, you really think, wow, I, I really feel the need to hug somebody. That's right. That's right. Exactly. That's right. So tell me about people who have not had severe anxiety or depression issues before the pandemic hit. How are they faring? Are, are new cases popping up? Yeah, well, that's the interesting thing we're seeing right now is uh, a lot of we're, we're not getting as many people initiating starting care. Um, we have the people that have been working with us, continuing to work with us. So normally people would be done after a certain amount of time. Those people are continuing with us because of the challenges that we're talking about. Um, but we're not having as many people as we used to calling for new services. Now, one of the re- reasons is because we think people are hunkering down and just kind of you know, tr- kind of, tr- kind of gut through it, if you will. Um, but the other reason is because our services are online um, right now. So that's that Western Psychological and most um, behavioral health uh, are doing the services virtually. And uh, so a lot of people are maybe reluctant to start care when they're not going to actually physically be across from that person. Or maybe they don't even realize that your office is open. Well, that's a good point that a lot of people may not realize that the services are actually going on and they still are. Right. What's the best way? We're finding the virtual. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to ask what's the best way to uh, contact you guys. Yes. Well, the easiest way is is to go on our website and um, look for the location that you would normally go to and give a call there. And so it's as simple as making that phone call. We're talking today with Dr. Joe Romko, VP of Operations at Western Psychological and Counseling Services. Now, uh, what are some ways that people can kind of help themselves during this time? Yeah, well, one of them would be, would be reaching out. If, if uh, working with someone like a Western Psychological, you know, we're here to help. We have psychologists. I'm a psychologist, uh, counselors, social workers, uh, substance use uh, counselors, nurse practitioners, psychiatrists, you know. So there, there is a cadre of uh, professionals who are able to help people during this time. Uh, and for us, what we really emphasize is services that really help people make real-life changes. You know, in other words, we don't just do therapy for therapy's sake. Uh, we want to see people achieve positive outcomes in their lives. So uh, even though, the, you know, there's challenges right now, we still firmly believe in the capacity for change. And we really believe in positive outcomes. So, but here's a, here's a few things that I think are, are the important things as we've been thinking about how to deal with this uh, unique time. And the, the main one and the, the most important one probably is to focus on the things that you can control versus the things that you can't control. Uh, what, what we're seeing is uh, that, um, you know, people are spending a lot of time on social media, which is understandable creating that social contact. Uh, but we're seeing that people that uh, might be on Instagram or Facebook or uh, checking the news uh, at a very high level, and social media can have its pluses, but there's clear research that, that shows that there's a point at which you'd be counterproductive. Um, if you're online too much, you actually can feel more isolated or feel down. So one of the things we recommend people do is really take a look at your online activity and definitely uh, turn off your screen an hour or two before bed. So that's, that's one piece of focusing on an area that you can, well, that's focusing less on the areas you can't control, but what the areas you can control is to look at ways in which you can connect. 
uh, we've been talking about how, you know, we're essentially social beings. So uh, this time you really have to be creative and you may have to go out of your comfort zone, um, but just remind yourself that it's important. Um, ask yourself, who's somebody I'd like to connect with who might be, you know, on the edge of my social circle, someone I'm not easily connecting with, but I'd, I'd like to reach out to that person. You may have to do something that doesn't feel normal um, in this time in order to make some connections. And uh, the other area that we find important for connections here is a connection to your own self, uh, which means uh, includes things like taking care of your own body, you know, exercising, um, eating well. Uh, we're, we're seeing that people are having some challenges, understandable challenges with that right now. But also, uh, as a psychologist, I couldn't help but point out connecting with your own emotions and your own internal life. Um, what, we, what we find is uh, acknowledging your own feelings of sadness, boredom, frustration, irritability, whatever the feelings you have, is a really important thing. And it's a part of a, uh, what we call mindfulness, which is recognizing how it is that you're feeling and just being able to observe that. Because when you do that, then you can better... Uh, deal with, respond to, or channel those feelings. And then I guess the last thing I would say around this too is um, uh, it, it, even though it's, uh, there's some challenges here, there is some potential opportunity here, which is what is asking yourself, what's something new that you want to bring into your life? Uh, the rest of the world sort of slowed down a little bit here. So what is it that you would like to bring into your life that you haven't had? Uh, have you been living your life how you would like to live your life? Um, this is an opportunity to look at your values and then put in place new ways to live out those values. I was just meeting with a client last week, and she and I spent um, the first part of the session talking about her values. And one of the things she wanted to do was help people more, but she was a little stuck in what to do. And so we spent some time just brainstorming ways in which she could put those values of helping others into action we just rapid fire named off a whole bunch of ideas, you know, without editing, um, because it's not always obvious. And brainstorming can really help you sort of stretch yourself a little bit. We identify like 20 things, and then she picked five, and she's putting those things into place this week, uh, some new things that she's uh, got going. So in, in some, focus on what you can control. Acknowledge how things are going for you. Connect with others and identify ways that you can take action to carry out your own values. That's really great advice. Thank you for that. I've, I've yeah. found, found for me that going out for a walk, I've been practicing uh, some, some different cuisines and not watching mm -hmm. the news very often. I only get about an hour of news a day and then I turn it off. Great, great strategy. Give yourself appointment time with news. I'll look at it for this, from this point to that point, then I'm going to turn it off. I want to make sure that You're I'm caught up. Learn any new news. <laughs> I want to make sure I'm caught up on what's going on, but not my, uh, not overwhelming. Uh, we're talking okay. today with Dr. Joe Romko, VP of Operations at Western Psychological and Counseling Services. Now, Doctor, what kind of services are available in the community that people can maybe access? Yeah, you know there are many, many uh, more resources uh, for mental health substance use issues than we've ever had before. Um, every county, uh, for example, has a crisis line that I think it's important people know about and that there's urgent walk-in centers uh, that are coming back online. They've been offline, but now they're coming back online. 
Um, Lions for Life is a really uh, great resource in this area for people to call if they're having thoughts of, of uh, suicide or challenges related to substances or other challenges. Um, now, at Western Psychological, we offer outpatient services. That's where people come in, you know, maybe two to four times a month or so uh, for an appointment. Uh, so we, we aren't doing intensive programs that are several times a week, but our focus is more on the psychotherapy uh, that's in the, um, uh, you know, that range of uh, frequency. And, you know, we're, we're focusing on evidence-based, trauma-informed, culturally responsive services, uh, psychotherapy. And what's really important to us, too, is to be feedback-informed. And what that means is that uh, we want to make sure that treatment is on the right track and that clients are getting to where they want to go. So while we're in treatment, we're, while someone's working with us, we're making sure to get feedback from them around how they're doing, is this being helpful, and adjusting if we need to. And then I should note uh, also uh, just a great general resource in the community that's probably under known is the 211 phone number. Uh, as a great, as a great part, if someone's having resource needs right now, um, housing, food, etc., that 211 number is a great number to call. And actually, Congressman Earl Blumenauer, his office put together a great list of resources. So his website's got some great things to point to. So, so if people are needing resources, that's a great place to go to. Wow, great, great advice again. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You were saying earlier that that. Most, if not all, of your services are done virtually at this time online, and, and most doctors I've had, my doctor's appointments have been virtual appointments. How is that working? You know, we've been very pleasantly surprised at how well online or virtual therapy works. Because, um, you know, when it comes down to it, um, our services at Western, um, it comes down to listening and then helping people make changes. And you can do that virtually. Um, it may not feel like the most optimal at times, but um, we actually been very pleased with how well it's gone. Um, thousands of people have been, uh, you know, getting services uh, despite the distancing requirements, uh, you know, that the pandemic's brought um, and have responded well to it. I mean, we're looking forward to going back on site. We're looking forward to that. Uh, but we feel real good about what we're able to do right now because we're able to provide the service, but we're also able to contribute to, uh, you know, bending the curve and um, moving past this pandemic eventually. Yeah, I think people have been pleasantly surprised how well working from home, quote unquote, is, is going and, and doing other services from home. This has not, not been a terrible situation, really. We've been able yeah, to continue. Been some, yeah, it's been, there's been some insights that I think we're going to carry forward around how we can work together virtually. How are relationships faring during this time? Maybe personal relationships, family relationships? Yeah, you know, statistically, we're seeing a few things. Um, Interestingly, the divorce rate looks like it might be a little low right now. Now, that may be be just because the courts and legal system have kind of, you know, limited their hours. But so we need to wait things out, you know, to after, you know, maybe people are waiting things out uh, before dissolving a relationship. But we're actually seeing um, that there may be relationships that are actually strengthening at this time uh, without other people around or distractions. People are having to sort of force to work together, uh, come together, get to know one another, you know, strengthen the family bonds, et cetera, and resolve difficulties. So, so 
So that is that may be happening, but we also seeing obviously the other end of this here, where uh, the cracks in our relationships are really starting to become uh, difficult. Um, and we, I, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about um, making sure that people know to reach out if you have concern for your own personal safety at this time, either domestic violence or abuse. Uh, there's a lot of concern around increases in that, and so we really want to make sure that people reach out. So. While there's some opportunities for some relationships, and we do uh, work with couples, um, and actually it works actually quite well, virtually surprisingly, um, or pleasantly surprisingly, um, we will work with couples and families around how they can make sure those relationships are moving in the right direction. How about the starting of a new relationship? That's probably kind of been put on hold, too. Yes, that really is something we're seeing a lot of is that people are just sort of hunkering down with their relationships um, and not starting new ones or not initiating new ones. We're starting to see a little bit of that come out right now, uh, but a lot of caution around that. So uh, I think it's going to be a slow comeback when it comes to starting new relationships. One thing that stood out to me when I was looking at your website are just a couple of words. They were unique stress. This is a, a, a time that we've never had in our lives, in our lifetime anyway. It is a very unique stress, feelings we've never had before. Help explain that. Yeah, this is, this is very unique. Uh, the, the, I don't think that you can think of a time where this many people have been asked to stop doing a lot of the activities they have, uh, wear things like masks uh, when they're walking around so you can't read other people's faces. Um, spend time with less people, uh, worry about transmission of something that you can't see. Uh, there just isn't a time where we've had this much. Uh, you have to think in terms of, you know, World War II. You have to think of uh, times like that. You have to go back that far uh, before you can think of something that's, that hits the whole community all at once. Yeah, it seems like in our lifetime and maybe the last 20 years, we've had quite a few pretty major events back to 9-11 mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. financial crisis and now a pandemic. The last 20 mm -hmm. years have been a little stressful. It, it, every, every era has its stresses, doesn't it? But this is, this I think does um, have some unique qualities because it hits everybody and because it's um, a really forcing us to stay socially distant from each other. Um, even after 9-11, that hit a, a specific part of the world, uh, the United States, and then we all could respond um, in our own ways, where we're now all forced to, to pull back from each other um, and pull back from our routines. How is this time particularly affecting the mental health of people of color in our community? Yeah, I'm really glad that we're having a chance to touch on that, because that's super important, because I think... Um, there's a couple of sets of issues there that I think we are really important to, to mention because I think for um, people who are black, indigenous, uh, or people of color, um, there's uh, some people refer to it as almost like a double pandemic in some ways where uh, you have the coronavirus, which is affecting those communities at a greater rate, um, but also we have the realities of racism and systemic racism that have always been there but now they're really coming into a new light. And so, you know, while there can be some hope that's in there, what it's also bringing up, I think, is a lot of painful memories for people. Um, and it can also exacerbate mental health or substance use concerns, uh, including PTSD. 
Uh, and experiences of racism haven't gone away just because, you know, we've got marches going on. Um, so for people who are black, indigenous, or people of color, they're experiencing this at a, a particularly strong level. And so, you know, uh, we're, we're finding this becoming a front and center issue in our work with uh, folks at Western Psychological, including both people who are people of color, but also um, people who are white who are expressing, you know, they have some emotional connection to the issue or they're desiring to be an ally in this process. So it's, it's a very uh, important part of the experience that's going on right now. A lot of things all at once. A lot of things at once. A lot of big things at once. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, very much so. When do you suppose your offices are going to uh, reopen for in-person appointments? You know, we, we've decided that we're not going to be in any rush to do it because we feel like we can serve people virtually, and yet we, we want to promote um, the safety issue here. And so we'll contribute to the safety issue by keeping the distancing um, and then uh, offer the virtual visits as a way to be able to really help. So we haven't put a timetable down uh, at this point. So we think it's going to be, um, you know, it's going to be a, a little bit of time before we're going to start doing services on site again. We're looking forward to it, but we want to be cautious. Very wise. How about giving out yeah. uh, some information, <clears throat> excuse me, some information on how people can get a hold of you? Yes, the best way is, uh, is to go to the website for Western Psychological and Counseling, uh, westerninsight.com, and uh, it lists our locations. And there's also some resources that are specific to this coronavirus in our resources section. Uh, that's the best way to get a hold of us. Well, you've certainly given us some great advice and information today. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're very welcome. It's really a pleasure to have a chance to talk with you about this important topic. We were talking today with Dr. Jill Romko, VP of Operations at Western Psychological and Counseling Services. Thanks again. Let's Talk Portland is an Intercom Radio Portland public affairs program. 